Welcome back to the Cosmic Crow podcast. Today we are going to be talking about self-love. Yeah, I think that self-love is extremely important, you know, if we if we hope to progress and advance in any certain way. <laughs> in, yeah, you know. um, self-love is a major important part of confidence. And when it comes to any sort of a magical life, confidence is very important. Um, you cannot expect for your magic to go well if you're constantly doubting yourself the whole entire time. Yes. Um, uh, it's, you've got to have that confidence, which I think is, is self-love is, mu- is a must for that. If you don't love yourself, how are you going to believe in yourself? And on, on, but besides just that, I think that self-love is something that so many people struggle with. You know what I mean? I think that's why a lot of witches experience um, their, you know, when they they go through all the trouble of a ritual and spell work and all this stuff, and then they don't see the results that they expect. And I think it's a lot to do with their own power and confidence. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. I also want to say that there are so many that have confidence issues because of the way society is. You know, if you're not perfect and if you're not this or that or if you've been in abusive relationships, there's just so many of us out there with these issues, you know. I think that we really need to help women empower themselves and become more confident in in themselves and in their magic. Absolutely. And it's important to think about the fact that we expect others to give us that. We expect the people in our lives to give us that feeling. And it there comes a time in life when we finally figure out that we have to give it to ourselves because sometimes uh, there's going to be a time when nobody else will. You know, and so we have to be able to give those things to ourselves. Not only that, if we can't do that for ourselves, then we can't genuinely do it for other people. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. That that is something that I never really understood. I mean, with the exception of children, I think that even a person who doesn't love themselves can love their children. Um, because I believe that I did. <laughs> but when it comes to other people, I don't really think you can really honestly and truthfully love a significant other if you don't love yourself because you're not going to be setting you're not going to be taking your care of yourself and you're not going to be I don't know I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say there. Well, see this is something that I didn't learn until I had my son and it, it still took a few years for it to sort of set in that I can't teach him how to love himself because I don't love myself. myself. I didn't love myself. And, uh, and so it started for me just trying to, uh, feel better about myself, to do things better for myself, to teach him that it's important, that self-love is important. And, um, And I completely failed at that as a parent. I completely failed. I am still trying to fix that with my children. Well, I mean, it's not something. It's not something that we think about unless 
we make the conscious effort to think about it, you know, especially if it's something that we were not taught as children. It's not yeah. something that is in the forefront. Uh, and exactly. it's not something that we even realize is important. It goes way beyond uh, an egoic state of self-interest, but just knowing that uh, you care about yourself and you care about your feelings and, and uh, these things matter, you love yeah. yourself enough for these things to matter, then yeah. it it goes into self-respect because you're not going to let other people who don't feel that way be in your life. Right, right. And and, and it's, it's such a, this is one of those things where that saying, the sins of a father, um, are visited upon the children. Uh-huh. It, it is it is so very, very true in this case. You know, it, it may not exactly be a sin, but, you know, it's passed on from parent to child and parent to child and parent mm-hmm. to child until somebody finally figures that out and fixes it and stops it. it I is- mean, my, my mother did not teach me self-love. She was not ta- taught self-love. I failed to teach my children self-love, and now both of my children suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel so horrible because I didn't learn this until after they were grown. And now I'm trying to teach my daughter, but she's not in the headspace yet to to learn that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's and, it's really really difficult to get some somebody who is not in that headspace. It's really difficult to get someone to be receptive, and yep. because it takes something uh, really deep to come to that realization that self-love is important. It takes something deep to do that. It does. It does, yes. I had to tell say something to my daughter uh, yesterday or the day before that I think is important for people to know. You do not need or have to earn happiness. That it, it, you should be able to be happy without having to feel like you have to work for that. You don't have to keep a good house to earn happiness. You don't have to be the best wife to earn happiness. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of something uh, I was I was listening to Eckhart Tolle yesterday. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, I know it. And it reminds me of something that he said about uh, the present moment and and just uh, being in the present moment, it doesn't have anything to do with the situation that you're in. How you're feeling doesn't reflect the situation. It reflects your reaction to it, you know, and and as far as happiness, everything doesn't have to be completely perfect in order for us to be happy or at peace. It's a chosen emotion. It's a chosen feeling, and we choose to react. However we do, it's a choice. And that's really difficult. (laughs) I know that's difficult for a lot of people. I still struggle with it sometimes. Something happens and I react before I think about it, you know. (laughs) But I do it all the time, all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a work in progress, you know. It's not not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something that's going to happen in a week. But uh, it's, it's progress that we make to not overly react and to to reflect deeply about the present moment, you know? Right, 
I know so many people struggle with this, and, and I don't want us to even think about cutting shortcuts on this topic at all. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think maybe now is a good time to define love. I think you're right. Um, you know, at some point, we have to ask ourselves, what is this love? You know, if we want to give ourselves self-love, we want to give other people love, uh, and we feel love from other people, but what is love actually? And often, if we feel unloved, it involves some way uh, of not being accepted or um, understood by other people or feeling that we are not receiving what makes us feel loved. When I think about my own life and progression of self-love, I have to recognize that by knowing others do not understand and accept me, uh, I'm admitting to myself that I also am not acceptable and not understandable. And that's a huge step to recognize that I am also not accepting myself uh, for, for who I am. And and so when I'm acting that way with myself, I also act that way with other people because it is a, an automatic response. Yeah. And also another thing is people also don't understand. They feel like they're being not being loved right or whatever because people also show love in different ways. Yes. Um, some people are real touchy-feely, and if you're not hugging on me and holding my hand and blah, 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 mm-hmm. then you don't love me. And while as another person might be like, well, if you don't clean my house and do my laundry, you don't love me. You know, you don't buy me chocolates or flowers. You don't love me. You know, mm-hmm. but not everybody shows love in the same way either. But that really shouldn't matter. If you love yourself and have an understanding of yourself, then it should be easier to love and understand others. Absolutely. I think that uh, the the idea of unconditional love, uh, that, that's a whole other subject. But uh, personally, the idea of unconditional love is kind of skewed. Like, do we even know what it means? You know, because love isn't always what we expect. Sometimes our our idea of love, in a sense, of something that we are lacking from ourselves uh, and from others, it might only be felt through the thing you feel you've never had or the thing you feel you're not getting that you get from a specific person. You know, for example, uh, if I've never been accepted by anyone, then acceptance from someone is real love to me. You know, that, that gives me a feeling of love. Um, yeah. Kindness. So, yeah. So uh, when I married because a person was kind to me, and I thought that would, you know, be enough. It wasn't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you're not used to people being nice to you, that feels, you know, like love. It's not. <laughs> and and so I, I when I became aware of these things. Like, I kept thinking that I wanted love, you know, and a lot of times the the word is so misunderstood. How do we know what it is, you know, and uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't love myself either 
and I couldn't love other people because I didn't really understand it. What I wanted uh, was understanding. And so for me, the idea of unconditional love is unconditional understanding um, at its core. And I think that when we deeply understand ourselves and deeply understand other people, uh, then it's easier for us to feel a compassion and love for people, you know, and for ourselves. And some of us yeah. have a need for forgiveness and have a problem with guilt or self-hatred and things like that. And for me, all of these things were released through truly understanding who I am. It doesn't, understanding does not mean I know this, I know that about myself. That's not what it means. It means I understand why I feel the way I feel, why I do the things I do, how why I react the way I do. You know, it's having understanding of why these things are happening that that blossoms this compassion for what and who and what I am as an observer. Oh yeah, yeah. Along with the the, the self compassion and whatnot, I think some self acceptance, which is important. You know, if, if you can accept all the different aspects of yourself, even those that you don't like, the part that doesn't like to clean house, or the part that um, that can be uncompassionate. I know a few people who have a hard time putting themselves in other people's shoes or feeling anything for other people, you know, if you see, recognize those aspects of yourself that you may be a little less happy with, you have to be able to accept them, I think, before you can really begin to change them. Absolutely. You know, I myself, not, not everybody wants to change, I guess, maybe, I don't know, but I myself am always striving to be my best self. I'm, I'm trying to recognize those areas that I dislike and accept them and then try to change them. The hardest part for me is accepting them and feeling compassion yeah. for those areas. Um, but it's, I'm trying. I'm working on it. <laughs> it's ironic because you you have uh, a, a hope to change through that acceptance, but true deep self-acceptance has to come to you in, in a way that, okay, this is who I am. You know, yeah. now the I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with how angry I exactly. am all the time. That that's the point. That's why it's <laughs> ironic. That's why it's ironic because it has to come without the hope of change. You know, yeah. just wow. leave change for later. You know, forget about change and just acceptance. Focus on that yeah. one thing. You know. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I, <laughs> I, it's hard. I know. <laughs> The the, uh, the angry side of me just, I it's a constant freaking battle, and I really, really dislike how angry I get. And I know it comes from expectation, and it, that really, uh, uh, that drives me crazy, trying to let mm -hmm. go of expectation. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. You know, expectations are the main cause of suffering. It's probably the only cause of suffering. I can't even begin to advise people on how to fix that. <laughs> I, 
I haven't got the foggiest clue. Well, you know, I'm still working on it myself because I mean, it, it's been about six months since I learned how to release expectations. And I feel, you know, there there are so many times during the day when I, I feel like I've fallen, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, get myself back to that headspace. It's, it's hard to stay there all of the time, you know, but it's still a work in progress. But yeah. as soon as I figure out how to do it, I will let everybody know, you know, but it's like <laughs> the, you know, expectations, just knowing that all my expectations are causing all of my suffering, you know, I yeah. think uh, it helps me sometimes to think, especially with other people, that it's very unfair of me to expect them to do anything at all. Yeah. You know, it's unfair of me to expect people to know how I feel the way that I know how they feel, you know, because yeah. they're not as sensitive as, as I am. It's It's unfair of me as a human to expect another human to do something that I myself can't do yeah nobody is coming from where you're coming from you know nobody you can't right. people get sick people have cars break down all different kinds of things can happen to cause somebody to not be able to meet your expectations you know just because right. they said they were going to do this doesn't mean that you know but um since this is about self-love let's think about the expectations of me our biggest internal battles probably come from our expectations of ourselves and not meeting them. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. So when we think about other people in the same way, we have to apply that same uh, idea or those ideas to ourselves as an observer of the person that we've been. You know, it's unfair of us to to have that many expectations. It it's you know you understand what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, no, you can't expect yourself to get your whole house clean, get the whole garden done, take care of all the kids, take care of the husband. We can't, you, you can't expect yourself to be able to do all of those all the time. You cannot be the best wife, best mother, the best human being every single day, all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. And I know I struggle with that a lot. You know, I, if, if I don't feel like I'm making progress in an area, I get disappointed with myself and then I have to sit there and, go through the whole process, okay, well, I am being unreasonable with myself. It is okay to not feel good one day and to lay on the couch and watch TV once in a while. You know, I, you, know, you have to, like, remind yourself all Absolutely. the time. And I learned in the same way with my son because of my expectations of him and of myself as a mother, you know, and we, we've had um, problems. He's diagnosed with Asperger's, and, and we've had issues. It's been pretty difficult, uh, you know, while he was smaller. But I, I came to a realization that kids do not need a perfect mother. They need a happy mother. You know, right. he doesn't need me to be the perfect mom. And I was I was trying too hard to do it, and I was hating myself because I couldn't, you know, and all this stuff. But People do not need the perfect you. They need the happy you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and it's not about coming to this so that we can make other people happy. It's just 
about peace, you know, inside yeah. and peace and self-love inside. And I think it's we very can do that. Important to, and it's very important if you have children or want children. Because yes. if you want the best for your children, you need to be able to teach them to love themselves too. Yes. And all I really did uh, during that time when I didn't, when before I had come to that realization, all I really did was teach him that I hated myself because I wasn't good enough. You know, and exactly, <laughs> and exactly, you don't want to teach your son that. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I want to teach him how to love himself. <laughs> and so I show him how to love himself. He showed me how to love myself. How are some ways that we can promote self-understanding? Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, I think one really good way is by journaling. I think that if you just write everything down and reread it, you can kind of really make a lot of realizations that way. Any kind of a journal, you know, helps with any aspect of your life. I personally like to keep um, different journals for different things right. because different things can say stuff like a dream journal. Write down your dreams. Your dreams can tell you a lot about what you're processing in your in your subconscious mind. Absolutely, yes. Um, I think dream journals are very, very important. Emotion journals, when you're feeling strong emotions, just write it all freaking down. Uh, you're really angry. Write it all down. Once you go back to read why you were angry and stuff, it might help you figure out ways to avoid that being like that again. You know uh, what? That uh, Doing that, uh, recording your, your emotional states and stuff, you can also use that to discover cycles. Yes. And, uh, yes. and figure those out so you can surpass them. Yes. A lot of people are affected by the moon and they don't even realize that. Yes. That's where the the term lunacy comes from. <laughs> right. But also, but also our, our personal cycles and, and like we all have cycles in our life. We get into a cycle, uh, you know, like I have, a, I had in the past a relationship cycle with every single relationship that I've had, it goes through that cycle. And so discovering the cycles that we live through, uh, especially if we don't like them, <laughs> where it's easier to change them. When we are aware of them, it's easier to change it. Yes, yes, and exactly. Diet journals. There's yes. another type of journaling. Um, if you're somebody who suffers from a lot of gut pain, because your gut health impacts your mental health drastically. Um, and it's very important that you are getting proper nutrition because it affects your brain and whatnot. So keeping a, a diet journal um, with your emotion journal, you might find that you ate too much cheese, you got a little bit constipated, and all of a sudden you were crabby as heck, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> journal stuff, you know, you might find that, you know, a simple lifestyle change here and a lifestyle change there, a little tiny thing. You know, only eat cheese twice a week instead of every day, you know. Right. Um, we've also spoken about mindfulness um, a little bit. Uh, mindfulness is a really good way to understand yourself, paying attention to your senses, looking and smelling, you know, 
stopping for a second. Okay, what do I smell? What do I hear? You know, I hear the birds. I smell the wet ground. I I can feel the gravel underneath my feet. I can feel the rough wood underneath my hands. Taking time to use all of your senses is a really good way to to be mindful and in the present moment. And it's very important to... Uh, alleviating anxiety. The more in the moment you are and the more you're thinking of this moment, the less you're thinking of the future, which which is where anxiety comes from. Yes. One of my things is um, it's basically that practice of mindfulness. The most helpful practice that I use is actually detaching myself from judgment of my own thoughts and feelings. So like in meditation, I sit in silence and let thoughts just flow through my mind, you know, no matter what they are, it doesn't matter what they are, just let them go through the mind and and become a non-biased observer of those thoughts. Practicing less judgment of your own thoughts brings us closer toward unconditional understanding of the self rather than constantly being critical of everything we think and do. You know, so yeah. that's that's one of the big things that I try to focus on when I meditate is just letting things flow and uh, removing myself from it and observing it uh, in a non-biased way, like in a non-judgmental way. Right. Yes. And and it's mindfulness of other things, not just your you know your thoughts and emotions, um, can really bring you a certain amount of peace I mean seriously Mm -hmm. if you're sitting there and you're eating and you're sitting there thinking about the taste and the texture and you know all the different things of your food you know each if you're thinking about how it's chewing up in your mouth and and you know the nourishment that you're getting that's a, that's then the healing that you're getting and mm-hmm. you can actually turn eating into a much more spiritual event than just shoving food in your mouth right. you can actually get more benefit from it if you're concentrating on it i you know honestly you know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's important because it, it teaches you not to be thinking of things that cause you anxiety right you know that is a huge part of expressing self-love or giving yourself self-love is is to not have all that anxiety that's making you (laughs) unhappy you know i i think that keeping yourself in in a in a calm and pleasant mindset is is important i think that's why i feel like it's necessary to talk about things that cause you anxiety (laughs) that's what that's why I keep throwing that in there in case anybody's wondering (laughs) so if we're like uh struggling with self-forgiveness or self-hate or all of those kinds of things acceptance of what is then we could start to focus on self-validation we do need to validate ourselves I frequently push my thoughts and feelings off as stupid or insignificant or wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And and I know I'm not the only one. 
You know, I know lots of people who struggle with thinking that their thoughts are wrong or their brain doesn't work right or something like that. And it's really important to validate yourself and acknowledge that those thoughts aren't stupid. They aren't, you know, wrong. It it goes uh, back to becoming the observer, you know, and having compassion. If you can do that for other people, if you can look at someone else in your life and say they had a reason to feel that way, we should be able to do that for ourselves and give ourselves validation you know, and say, look, I'm only human. I have emotions and something really upset me. I have a right to feel that way, you know. Exactly. It's very important um, to validate your emotions, all of them, and your, you know. I think that breath comes from that. (laughs) Well, and, and even if you can't get past being angry with yourself for feeling some way you know try beginning with validating that anger all right i understand (laughs) you know i understand that i have a right to be upset about this because of that and 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 maybe uh try to move past it in a way that you can say i can also understand how that might have happened, you know, how I had to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So accept and have understanding and compassion, (laughs) you know. Yeah. All right. So real quick before we finish off, I think we need to go over a few things on how we can show ourselves self-love or what, you know, what are ways to manifest that self-love. And uh, one of my my biggest things and is uh, negative self talk. I think by eliminating ne- negative self talk, that in itself will help the self love manifest itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I am really bad about this, and and I know a lot of people are um, thinking a negative thought. Well, that was, I did, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. You know? mm-hmm. so every, one way to change that thinking is by every time you say something negative, making yourself stop and say three positive things. Right. And it's a, it's a way of self-correcting, and eventually those negative thoughts slow down and become fewer and far, farther in between, and the thoughts instead become of a more positive nature it takes time it takes dedication but you keep doing that and eventually that negative self-talk comes down that's another thing that my son taught me i started to say my son forced me but my son taught me (laughs) (laughs) he taught me because um i i had to change that um we all had a bad habit of saying, I'm stupid. I'm stupid was one of the biggest things in my head and around me. Okay. Yeah. And so when he got old enough to understand what I'm saying and to repeat it, you know, yeah. I, I tried to, it was on my mind before he started repeating things, before he actually started talking, you know, yeah. but uh, so 
I try I had to try hard to change that and not say it because it's such a habit. It just comes out. If something ha- if I drop something, well, that was stupid. You know, if I did whatever it was I did that was a mistake, I'm so stupid. Yeah, and, and or I'm so, a dummy, or I'm a yes, or I'm a that, or and it's it to such a degree that stupid is a word that we will not allow in the house. I do not like that word. I hate that word so much. But what I did was I started replacing the word because I know it's going to automatically come out of my mouth. I need to say something besides stupid. So I said I started saying. Well, that was silly. Well, I'm so silly, you know, and that yep. changed that changed the way that I think just by replacing that word like over a year. I no longer had to say it. Yeah, it stopped coming out. And then I stopped thinking I'm stupid because it's not true. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not true. That's a a, a, a reaction to a situation that does not have to define how I feel. Yeah, which which also reminds me of another thing that I know you do, and I do, um, is I am sorry. You really yes. need to come up with different words. To oh, say. my goodness, yes. <laughs> if you're saying I'm sorry all the time for things that you have absolutely no control over, you are making yourself sorry for things that you should not be sorry for. Right. I mean, you say that over and over again, you feel that guilt. You feel that pain, and you shouldn't. You know, don't say you're sorry all the time for things you cannot control. If somebody falls down and hurts themselves, you are not responsible for that. Do not apologize. Right. <laughs> oh, I feel bad that you hurt yourself, or, you know, maybe not even that, you know. Oh, is there something I can do to help you? Or, I, I, I wish this didn't happen to you. Oh, or, I'm so glad you're okay. Yeah, or I'm so glad you're okay, something like that. But don't apologize for being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is something a lot of people struggle with, including me. <laughs> yes, that that has also been a big thing. Like, that's something I've heard all my life. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, every 10 minutes, somebody's sorry about something. <laughs> yeah. well, when, I, when I was younger, it was all the time, and uh, and it became a habit. I used to, I have actually punched my mom in the arm because I told her, if you say I'm sorry one more time, I'm going to hit you, you know, and so I did. <laughs> it didn't help anything. And it was, it, you know, I didn't abuse my mom. We were, it was a playful situation, you know, but yeah. uh, um, it it used to drive me crazy. And then it also became a habit of mine. And when I finally realized that I started that habit too, I, I, I would look at my mama and shake my fist. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to say I'm sorry all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so other ways to to show self-love, be kind to yourself. We discussed that a little bit. Setting boundaries. There's another one that's very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to set boundaries to protect yourself and take care of yourself. You should never, ever, ever put yourself in any kind of harm or danger or discomfort for another person. You know, if you don't want to, if it's going to make you uncomfortable to, you know, do something, um, 
set that boundary. If somebody is every freaking day asking you for a favor and it is making you uncomfortable or taking something away from you that you need, yeah, it's draining your energy. You know, I'm a person that wants to be up your butt all the time. It is okay to say no. My neighbor is experiencing that. They have somebody that comes over to the house every single day asking for a ride or a cigarette or this or that every single day. He's there, and he's also a thief, and things have always come up missing when he shows up, you know, and instead of telling him not to come back, they just kind of talk bad about him behind his back and don't do anything about it, you know, where they should be standing up for themselves and, you know, making that boundary and saying, no, you cannot come here, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Rather than driving themselves crazy with it. Absolutely. (laughs) And and that's a big, uh, that's definitely attached to self-respect and self-love and also uh, we cannot be responsible for everything and everyone all of the time even those of us who are healers you know we cannot be responsible for healing every single person we come in contact with you know we have to set those limitations and say okay this is too much for me I cannot expect myself to do this Exactly, exactly, and so many people just, just just let it slide and let it slide and let it slide, and like my friend, she every so often blows up because she lets it slide and lets it slide and lets it slide until she blows up, you know, and then she gets mad at the wrong people for the wrong things. Yeah. And that is not the way to go about it. Set your boundaries, be firm. And you will be a much happier person for it. Also, there's there's easy ways to make yourself feel better about yourself without um, deep contemplation. Yeah, um, <laughs> like you got like me. Housekeeping is one of my least favorite things to do ever in the whole world, and I have this tendency to really dislike myself when my house is dirty. But if I make an, an a, even a tiny effort, you know, an hour a day cleaning my house, even if my house isn't clean, I spent that hour and it makes me feel good. Right. Making an effort, even a small effort, will yes. make you feel better. And every time you do it, you feel a little bit better and a little bit better and eventually it becomes a habit to do that thing that makes you feel better about yourself. One of the uh, tenets of success I was reading uh, I don't. I don't remember last week. I don't remember. Uh, one of the tenets, the the number one tenet of the success is to do the biggest thing first, first thing in the morning. You know, there you before, go. before you even had time to think about it and talk yourself out of it, do the this one thing first before you do anything else. Get it out of the way, and then you feel better about yourself the rest of the day. <laughs> you know. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, every time you put forth that little tiny bit of effort, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And you, it, it, the self-love just happens, you know. It's, you don't have, you can't force it, you know what I mean? You, yeah. It just, it's something that happens from doing things. 
doing things you love and getting lost in things is an excellent way of showing yourself love. Absolutely. You know, I have a bad habit in the past, and it's one of the things I'm working on, of not doing things that I love because of guilt for not doing the things that I feel like I should. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't clean my house, so I'm not going to draw. You know, <laughs> you're punishing yourself. I am. I do that regularly. And it, but I find that if I spend a little bit of time doing all the things that I feel like I should, you know, I spent, you know, 20 minutes doing my dishes and five minutes sweeping my floor and this, then I feel I'm okay to sit down and draw for 30 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it it's silly. And I shouldn't, you don't have, I don't have to earn my happiness. I should not have to earn my happiness, but it's still hard to get away from that thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you know what I just realized? We never really um, explained the difference between self-love and nar- narcissism. Well, you know what? I love me. Do you love me? I, I Yeah, I love you. <laughs> no. Do you love you? <laughs> I know I was, I was with you. I do love me. I'm I'm loving me better and better every day. <laughs> well, see, that's awesome. And you know what? Some people might call that narcissism, but it's not. But it's not. So, what's the difference between self-love and narcissism? Well, narcissism is an inflated sense of self-worth, an excessive need for admiration, disregard for other people's feelings, and an inability to handle criticism, you know, that sense of entitlement, you know, that I am the bee's knees and you should be kissing my toes. And also also narcissism comes in a a more unconscious way where people don't really – realize they're being narcissistic as in everything is about me you know and some people who some people who feel that way do not even know or understand that they are being a narcissist and so like someone does something random completely unrelated to me but it was about me you know (laughs) and so yeah I I know a few people who are um like that uh, uh anytime something bad happens they have something worse yeah you know what i mean oh well, you had this person or this thing happened to you well i have something 10 times worse yeah um, you know i'm i'm kind of bad about that i think i make people, <laughs> i make people feel like uh i'm doing that but i i'm i embrace my libra self and uh it's more about relating and comforting, you know, for me. Yeah. But I think sometimes people who go overboard with it sometimes, who, I think. I think people who cannot uh, accept that relating, you know, people who cannot relate or say, well, that's that's not about me, <laughs> that they they feel a certain way when I do that. But, you know, for me, it's about relating and comforting. <laughs> and for other people, it's about me, 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 me. Well, that's I not about me. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> there's a big difference in what you do and what some people do, though. 
Mm-hmm. They're, yes, relating, what you're talking about, relating, that's communicating a, a situation that's similar, something like that, to let that person know they're not alone right. in, in their feelings and stuff like that. There's a difference in that and making it about you. You know what I mean? There's, okay. a, I, there's one person in particular that always comes to mind. She, when she's saying, oh, well, this happened to me and it was made way worse, you can tell by the tone of her voice that she is making it all about her and her pain, you know, and her life and her discomfort and you should feel pity for her and what you're talking about isn't, doesn't even matter. Right. What I'm saying, there's a huge difference in telling a story to relate to somebody and making it all about you. That's right. the difference between self-love and narcissism. Right. And, you know, we can we can say, I love myself. I accept myself for who I am. I'm going to do everything that I can to bring myself peace. I'm not going to allow people to disrupt that peace. And it, it's not... Uh, it's not about me being the only person who needs to be happy, you know, right. it's about self-respect and knowing that other people deserve that respect and should give it as well, you know. Exactly. And so I think that is a really wonderful way to end this topic. Um, yeah. We have gone in a lot of depth. And I think we have covered a lot of very important areas and for everybody. Yeah, I think that I think we've pretty much covered everything that we wanted to cover. Yeah, and uh, I, I hope that it's helpful in some way or informative in some way. And uh, maybe it'll help someone uh, sort of come into these feelings and thoughts about themselves, you know, just Find some some acceptance, some self-validation, some self-respect, you know, and uh, self-comfort. A lot of these things are things that if we have issues with them, they're things that we didn't get before, you know, and they're things that we, we need to learn how to give to ourselves so that we don't expect other people to do it for us. That way, our our surroundings and our situations are not what dictate how we feel, you know. So, so uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, you know, check the links in the description and subscribe and all of that cool jazz. And next week we're going to be talking about channeling. It's one of my favorite uh, subjects, and I, I can't wait to to discuss it with. Miss Amici and everybody else. So if you have any questions on channeling or uh, possession, because it's a, a a lower form, a lower grade form of possession, then you can send your questions in, post them on the Facebook page, or send me an email, or send a voice ma- a voice message through Anchor. Just you know, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us and the show. And go to the website, check all of that out, send us a message, and we will talk to you guys next week, I guess. (laughs)
yeah. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.